So let's get started. Uh, I think the first item on the agenda, we have Mo Goulet here with a couple <laughs> of uh, construction project requests. Take it away, Mo. Good evening. Um, these two paving projects were discussed uh, previously on uh, selectmen's meetings. Basically, these are the uh, project requests from the state that uh, we need approval from the Board of Selectmen. Uh, for North Street and for Main Street, we're looking to do a surface treatment of a bonded wearing course on Main Street and the uh, a mill and overlay on the section of North Street that's been kind of uh, deteriorating over the years. So we want to make sure that we uh, address these issues. Okay. Any questions, Eileen? Uh, just one quickie, because um, I've sat in a couple of these meetings the last few weeks, and there was talk of uh, a potential sidewalk going down 109. That w We won't be putting something down to tear up later. That's further down the road? Correct. Okay. That's with um, the state, uh, what they call the Transportation Improvement Program, that we would apply to the state to give us federal and state funding for that project. That would include um, mobility for sidewalks, pedest uh, for pedestrians, bike, uh, bike lanes, whatever we can do to get uh, traffic and mobility through town. And the same is true with North Street down the road. If we could go to take our utilities and put them underground, that's a project further Correct. down the road. Correct. This is now just to make it smooth so we're not... Right. So, I mean, right now, if you, if you, if you look at the news, uh, many communities are dealing with a lot of claims from, uh, from insurance companies, a lot of vehicles. I think they were saying it was somewhere in the neighborhood of... Uh, $2.5 billion that people are spending on their vehicles because of the conditions of the roadway. So we're trying to do our part and trying to make things uh, better for the for the immediate future and then uh, looking down the road to, to get these projects funded fully. Great, thank you. Yep. Pete? Um, for those of us that don't pave every day, can you just explain mill and overlay? Yep, um, mill, milling is uh, what they call cold planting. You, you grind the road down, it could be two inches, could be an inch and a half, depending on what you have for a top layer. You want to try to get that top layer that's deteriorating and falling apart off, off the uh, existing base layer. So once that's ground down, then we, we pave, with, we, we use a super pave mix, which is a uh, higher quality and we have, um, uh, we have it tested during the operation. So we kind of ensuring our uh, quality, it's quality assurance, quality control. Um, and the paving is done. They use vibratory rollers to to, uh, um, to roll the the pavement so it's compacted very well. Um, so we get longevity out of these roads. Um, so we're hoping to um, to get that surface. It'll be a nice riding surface uh, for the vehicles, and um, hopefully that'll last um, a good long time until we can get funded for the uh, the rest of the project. So am I remembering correctly that this is one of those uh, situations where we, we just hire a contractor to do the paving for us? Correct. So we belong we to the, do Southeastern, this in the Southeastern Regional Services Group. Um, we, we go out to bid with 26 other communities. We get the lowest prices that we can, um, and they, they base it on volume. So we've, we've saved a lot of money going through these consortiums. And the uh, contractor that we've had, we've had for the last three years, we were able to roll them over. Uh, this is our last year of that contract with them. So we still get the same price, but there is an escalation clause because of liquid asphalt co uh, costs and diesel fuel costs. When they go up, they, have, they get a, somewhat of an escalation cost that goes with it. But when the costs go down, we get a de-escalation cost. So. Well, I just want to express my appreciation for the 113000 cost for North Street because I know that I've heard uh, uh, 
I thought there was a culvert in there at one point that was going to cost us over a million or something. So that I'm just I'm very appreciative of that price. So thank you. Mm -hmm. That's it. Thank you. Had three questions. Uh, one of them might be Christine. Uh, I w seemed like the forms were different than I've seen before, which is fine. I was just wondering who has this. Do does one or more of us need to sign this? I, I think one is sufficient, but they, if you wanted all three to sign as well, as well too. But um, they just need um, one of the selectmen to sign. So one, the single. Okay. Yeah. Um, These forms here, uh, we, it's called Map It. So the state has gotten a lot yeah. fancier. So we have to do kind of jump through hoops <laughs> yeah. to get this done. I, I kind of like the form. I mean, in, in, in that it's a clean form and the font size isn't so small that I have to put glasses <laughs> on to read it. Those are all good things. I had two other questions, and in, in this is partly all, the, I guess it's the map it part. This is on the uh, Pine to, to Jane's project. Mm -hmm. So here's the picture, and I see the magenta Correct. Pine to Jane's, and then there's this. Those are other projects that are on the the list okay. on in the town so you're going to see yeah. that in multiple with the Got more it. work so we do you'll nothing see to those. do with it okay and then the last question you'll, you'll hate me for this one there's an environmental screening checklist correct again it's the pine to jane's the next to the last question says is any work proposed in or within 100 feet of a wetland stream yep. pond swamp etc and i had put no down yes you did and i was okay. thinking of meeting house pond so I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> so uh, CMR 310 of the Department of Environmental Protection. With minor activities, and what they, they define what minor activities, and I have it, I have it highlighted because I know you like I'm to impressed. highlight. <laughs> so it does, it does ex exempt us from okay. filing with the Conservation Commission if you're replacing what's existing and you're not widening or doing anything okay. different. Very good. Oh boy, I knew that was coming. That was Touché, gold. That was gold. <laughs> I got set up for that. <laughs> that was a lot. Uh, now I'm wondering whether there were any other questions you thought I was going to ask that I hadn't thought of. Uh, I got more paper. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, I guess if uh, those are my only questions, so we're ready for a motion. I uh, move to uh, vote to approve Chapter 90 project request in the amount of $354,000 for Main Street Route 109 from uh, Burke Street to the Dover Town Line. Just the first one? You want to do them both at yeah, once? Yeah, let's do them both. Vote also to approve the Chapter 90 project request in the amount of $113,000 for North Street from Jane's Avenue to Pine Street. Second. Okay. All those in favor? Yes. Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank Thanks, Mo. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sure. All right, I think the next item we have on the agenda is to discuss the annual town meeting warrant articles. Yes, so let me just go through. Um, usually you take a petition, a petition, a position on all the articles before we get to town meeting. So we still have time to do that, but there uh, was still an article that had not been discussed by the board that's being proposed by the board. Mm -hmm. And we are hoping to go by the end of this week to print on the warrant. So if we're going to keep the article moving forward, it would need to be included in that printing. And that is the leash bylaw amendment, number 20. Um, so I think if we could focus on that and moving forward on that tonight, uh, we'll be in good shape for the next meeting. Okay. Which number is that, Chris? The number 20. Thank you. So, and I'm not sure whether we should have a conversation with the animal control officer and John Thompson on this as well, but at least having an initial sense of what the three of us think about the, this mm -hmm. uh, issue is well worth the discussion. 
because uh, I think when we have the discussion with uh, the animal control officer and John, it's going to be around, it should be around the details rather than around the, the strategic picture. So I reached out to her today, but okay. we were supposed to connect and we didn't end up meeting. Okay. The call didn't come through. So, okay. um, so maybe I th I'm the one who put it on the list. So why don't I just start with some introductory comments and then open it up to the two of you for, for uh, comment. The our pre I think our predisposition up at the state hospital since we first bought it was to try to maximize the flexibility that people here, in, especially here in town, so much worried, let people from out of town use it. But I think our interest has been to maximize the use and flexibility of use that people in town have had. One of the main uses that's been very popular has been using this, this state hospital property for people who want to walk their dogs. It's a big wide open space, especially people who'd like to leave their, have their dogs off leash. It's one of, the, one of the nicer places here in Medfield. It's not the only one, but it's one of the nicer places to, to go to do that. Um, we and we have groups like uh, the VizWiz folks that from my perspective, at least for a number of years, I haven't seen them up there in a while. I don't know if they're still there as often as they were, uh, but it's a, it's a Visla dog breed group. Uh, they have both, every time I've been up there when they've been there, have been an extremely responsible group in how they've conducted their events. They, on occasion, have come and had volunteer days where they just, because they understand we're giving them a lot of leeway, uh, they've gone up there to clean, clean up the grounds. Uh, I think a couple of years ago, we improved the grounds cleanliness a little bit by putting doggy bag dispensers up there and disposal barrels so people didn't automatically have to carry uh, things off. Uh, so the intention was to make that easier. Feedback I've gotten more recently and the feedback I've seen more recently is that people somehow or another think that putting dog poop in a plastic bag and leaving it on the road is an environmentally sensitive and totally responsible thing to do. So I think the problem with that has increased over time. In the last two years, we have gotten a couple of uh, reports from people who have come in. The one that's bothered me the most was a, an email that we got probably about a year ago uh, from a, a lady here in town who routinely walks inside the quad uh, with some senior women that just every, you know, some number of mornings each week like to just go and they get their exercise around the quad. One of her companions, who I believe was around 70, was walking a dog that was actually a friendly dog, came running up from behind and jumped up on this woman and basically sent her sprawling on the sidewalk. Um, apparently there was no major injuries that resulted from that, but for anybody who's got elderly parents or anything like that, you're undoubtedly sensitive to exactly how dangerous a, uh, a head injury can be to an elder person. So that's what led to the, the signs going up inside the quad that caught the dogs inside the quad have to be on a leash. Um, although it wasn't in Medfield, uh, about a year and a half ago, there was the cat, I think she was the captain, I think of the Dover Sherborne cross country team. If it wasn't the cross country team, it was the track team. She was out running on the Dover Sherborne part of this property, uh, two dogs, I think they were sort of pit bull type dogs, were running loose. Uh, at least one of them bit her. And the thing that really riled me up about that one, even though it wasn't on our property, 
is that the owner of the two dogs was that at some distance when this happened, the owners retrieved their dogs or the one or two owners that were there retrieved their dogs and exited the property. Uh, and this poor girl wound up having to go through a complete rabies series only because the owners wouldn't report who they were so that the, the girl could find out whether the dogs had been vaccinated for rabies. She was the captain of her team. She missed her state meet. Uh, you know, my guess is it pretty well screwed up her season. So it, we have these isolated incidents that have occurred that they're not frequent to the best of my knowledge, but they are serious. And you know, when it comes down to a value judgment between being permissive with dogs running loose and occasionally having senior women out trying to you know, get exercise at the state hospital, knocked to the ground, potentially potentially facing what could be a life-threatening injury. I think we have to take a hard look there. Um, we heard, what was it the last meeting, Pete, or the meeting before that, the folks from Longmeadow came up and talked to us about access to the hospital. Bill, I know you have a neighbor that's had dogs. I guess a neighbor has chickens. Uh, and so even out in the back, back meadow, dogs have been allowed to run loose and leave the state hospital property and go on to people's private property on the adjacent land. Uh, and that's just over the line. So the issue is, what do you do about all that stuff? As I have understood it over the years, one of our problems right now is that while we can put a sign up telling people that dogs have to be leashed, we essentially have no practical enforcement power to take action in response to those rules. Uh, and then I had a more recent conversation that talked about the fact that if you have like a $15 fine or something like that for an infraction, as a practical matter, you have no legal recourse. So you can, you can write somebody up, uh, but if they choose just to ignore you, you can't take them to court for $15 and expect the courts to be willing to take the time it would take to enforce it. So the issue is, so what do we do mm -hmm. uh, that you know, respect, and incidentally, there are people who have written who said, you know, I used to walk up there. I don't walk up there anymore. So it's not just a question of depriving dogs from the freedom of a leash. Right now, our default policies are basically leading some people in town to not use the property because other people in town are using the property with loose dogs that aren't necessarily as welcome to people who aren't using the property as they are to their owners. So the question is, what do we do about it? Want me to chime in? Sure. Okay. So I have a dog, and I go up there quite a bit. And so it, it's we struggle with, in society, if 3% of the people ruin it for 97%, is that really the right way to approach it? So mm -hmm. I've given this a lot of thought. I know Christine and I have talked. Um, and, and if you talk to some of the people that have walked up at the Meditail State Hospital in the last week and a half or so, I've made it a point when I am up there and I see a crowd of people coming, whether they're in the quad later in the afternoon, not on leash, or they're just walking the grounds, I will go up and say, excuse me, do you mind if I ask you a question? My name's Eileen Murphy. I was just recently elected as selectman from Medfield. And this is, and we have a warrant article coming up that maybe maybe discussing about leash laws. I would love your opinion. Mm -hmm. Because we're, you're, I actually asked the chief yesterday how many dog incidents have been. There really hasn't been that many. So what I wanna make sure what we do is two things. Whatever we choose to do, poor Jenny, give her something that she can work off of. Or like I'll tell you, like this Saturday, I have all intentions of being up for the Belforge event. You and I can guarantee that with a dog, with a with an, a food truck, music, 
and the ferry house is being out. There's going to be a lot of people up there walking their dogs. I will, I'm making it my own personal goal to be up there as long as I can and continue to ask this question. Like, what can we do? We have to police it. I get that. But how do we do it in a manner where we as, as you know, I've met people from Rentham, Foxborough, Walpole, a few ironically from Medfield, but so many from not from Medfield. And they respect that we don't want to start turning people away because truly 97% of the people, like my guy, some of the people, he's so chill. Like he's never on a leash. I always have a leash around my neck. And I will, I should have started with a two-year-old, a 22-year-old, an 82-year-old should always be able to walk at the state hospital, right? That, that is that is true to my heart. But I also believe that, that like the gentleman that took off with the, the pit bulls, okay, he probably knows the rule. If he gets turned in, if that's the third time, his dog's going down, right? So there are people I've witnessed that we lock. Oh my God, I witnessed a dog get his side of his face chewed. And, and I immediately asked the gentleman, who are you? He just boogied. And the woman, we went to treat the dog and gave up on trying to get the man because the, it was horrible. So you've got people that no matter what our fines are, no matter what our rules are, they're going to they're gonna do what they're going to do. I just want to see if we can get people to start self-policing and work with Jenny to say, Jenny, how do we put this on you? And I, I, it's funny, I, um, I looked up on our, our charter and we do have the ability to give fines and not just state hospital, I believe in any town property, which is something I wanted to check with Jenny. So it exists. It's just a matter of does Jenny walk up and see someone like an Eileen Murphy? I don't even, to be honest with you, I really don't want to break the rules. I might break the speed limit every so often, but I try to like go around the outside. I don't want to be the person that's going down the middle of the quad without my dog off the leash. And I know what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So I tend to go along the outer perimeter and, mm -hmm. and I have a collar. I have a leash around my neck. If I approach anyone and they have a dog on a leash, the first question I ask is, would you prefer I have my dog on a leash? And most people are like, no, I'm jealous. My dog would take off. That's why he's on a leash. And, and if someone says, my dog thinks your dog's a stuffed animal, will you put it on? I absolutely have no problem doing mm -hmm. that. And I think that that truly is most of the people. And so are we going to try to, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to walk away from, we need to think about how do we work this leash? How do we let people know they have to be conscious of their dog and people need to police the walkers up there ourselves? And that's why I started to approach people because I want more people up there to have the dialogue of, Hey, you know, your dog's running a little crazy. Could you get it closer? Because otherwise we're all going to be following the rule of long leash all the time. And you know, people still aren't going to follow it. So you're going to have people losing their mind that someone's walking up there with a dog off leash and they feel like they're the police. So I, it's, 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 there's no simple answer. I just don't want to go to the extreme before we flush out, maybe getting more community feedback. Well, when, when's the, when's the printing deadline this thing? Friday. <laughs> so I, I think that we have a dog problem at the Medfield State Hospital. We've had enough reports of, of people uh, not walking there any longer, of, of that uh, woman that getting knocked down. And so that it, it just concerns me. And, and, and I've seen plenty of people who just ignore the, uh, the dogs on leashes in the, in the quad area. Um, my understanding was that we actually had a, a leash law problem in town because our leash law wasn't enforceable. I know that uh, uh, that John Thompson drafted a, a, a potential leash law for us to look at a couple of years ago, I thought. Uh, based I did this. You did that? I updated it. So yeah, are, are, are we, you, are you we able to, do we have something that works now, Mark, or not? Oops. So to, to recognize Selectman Murphy, 
it's a very complex problem dealing with dogs generally. And legally, it's, it's complex as well. First of all, because the statutes that are in play were drafted back in the 1800s. Uh, there was finally an effort by the legislature in 2012 to update it, and unfortunately, uh, they were driven by dealing with certain groups, but they didn't reach out to municipal council to get our input. They just put this in place, and in many respects made it, they, there were some improvements, but it's still a mess. So um, the bylaw that we have in place, there was a, a committee working on a bylaw, and uh, they weren't ready to go, and I think it looks like in 2018, uh, I basically had a bylaw that I had worked on in Franklin, uh, which had made the rounds and had been adopted by other municipal council and improved upon. We put that in place. So there are multiple levels of enforcement potential. It's, it's basically what do you have the stomach to do. So or, you can or, have um, an isolated incident like a dog off leash and it's a no harm, no foul of the fact that they're technically not complying, or then you can have any, any level of escalation involving a dog attack or whatever. And when it gets up to that level, first of all, the problem is uh, apprehension and enforcement. If they take off, as was alluded to, mm -hmm. you got a police matter. Mm -hmm. uh, and you just hope that enough people, somebody got a registration or what have you, that you can follow up. Then you have plenty of authority to take steps uh, to have the dog uh, uh, confined, uh, if it's if it's a, if it's a if it's a dog within town to to control it or to report it to the town where the dog resides and let those officials take take whatever steps are necessary. So there is a rather rather crude mechanism in place. It's just the problem with trying to enforce it if you just have people that even a few that are uh, inconsiderate or scoff laws or what have you. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. So, But you're satisfied with the mechanism that we have in place if, if we wanted to do something. Yeah, the only well. issue I ra raised when when uh, Nick was uh, tweaking the language here was if, if what you're going to do is uh, take away the voice command and require that the dog be leashed, then in my opinion, you needed to specify a length to the leash for it to be enforceable, no more than X number of feet. You got those, you know. Retractable. Yeah, things that will go out 10, 12 feet if you let them. And there's, oh, the dog's on a leash. And so now you're in a big fight about it. And it's, it's not predictable. It's not enforceable. So if you're going to tighten it up, you might as well do it right. And, and so when I, I, the reality is, and I go up there a lot between, let's say, three and six, there's various people I know that, and I don't know them personally. I just, I'm used to seeing them. They've got their dog trailing behind them and they're running, probably getting two or three miles in. And Jenny can't be all places all at once. So, so how, how are we going to try to truly enforce this um, without potentially starting to communicate it so that people realize we are going to make a change instead of trying to do it overnight versus say, and that's what I'm trying to do at the state hospital right now. When I go on and introduce myself, Every person to the letter has been so nice, and no one is saying, "Oh, here's a simple fix." They're all like, "You know what? It's not an easy, it's not an easy discussion, and we know that to keep it to be a friendly area." And again, I mean, we're talking about state hospital. We still have issues at Wheelock. There, are, I mean, it, it happens around town. We just happen to be talking state hospital, but 
Wheelock certainly has their challenges. So let me just, my experience anecdotally, uh, living in Medway and working in Franklin as well, both have dog parks and it's been turned over to the groups that use them and they police themselves. They came up with their own set of regs and if, if there's a problem, they just, somebody is just, they perhaps given a warning and they're out because they don't want to ruin it for the group that's there and so they self-police. And to but me, that, that's, that's not like a huge thing like the state hospital. It's a more confined areas, but it works in the more confined areas. But I, I really think, and I really hope we can go the path of opening the lines of communication. Because again, a lot of these people are not Medfield residents, right? And so this is a beautiful piece of property. It's, it was state property for so long. We want to welcome people into Medfield, not push them out. And something like Saturday, where we start the conversation, and I have no problem handing out, like, you know, let's start thinking about it. Because we don't want people to say, I don't want to go up there. We also need to make sure people clean up after their dogs, right? And, and can I bring up the trash cans? You can bring up the trash cans. <laughs> They're uh, not our trash cans, but you can bring them up. So there are trash cans up there, but they don't get emptied, right? And so I would say 99.9% .9 of the people are trying to put their trash in those trash cans, and then they start to overflow. Uh, and and I'm, again, I walk up there a lot. I do not see a lot of stray bags. I probably see more stray bags at, bags at Wheelock than I do at the state hospital. But I would like to see something. Uh, a gentleman that I've, I've known for a long time said to me the other day, I mean, this is probably the most used property in the town by citizens. Why aren't we just picking up? Why aren't we coming in once a week trying to clean this up? And and, and that way, if, if we actually treat the land like we care and we want to keep it clean, other people will do the same. But if the if the trash cans are overflowing, what message are we sending? So is, is that something that the DPW should be doing? I know that John Thompson had a plan where, where you would hire a service. He found a service that would pick it up. There is a, a group at the state hospital who is managing that. Yeah, so there's a bunch of volunteers now at the state hospital uh, that have put signs on the sides of their cars. they aren't getting emptied as often as people would like. They're not getting emptied, right. yeah, exactly. I mean, you walk through, if you go to the back parking lot and you start coming up that first hill and you go to the left, there are two trash cans that are overflowing in the woods. Uh, and it just, again, it sends a message. If we don't yeah. care, then why should others? If we're con if we're concerned about keeping it clean, let's send that right message. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna put out trash cans, you should be emptying them. Uh, but we don't put them out. I know, it's the, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. just to clarify. But, uh, well, that's part of the whole issue, I think, up at the state hospital is that there's this group that has sort of taken over management of it that is not really related to the town. They're just a bunch of volunteers. Um, and so um, I, I had a sense that, the, that, that our dog uh, leash law was not enforceable, that it wasn't, uh, but you're saying we changed it and made it uh, enforceable? No, it's, that's the one part we left alone. So <coughs> actually that was a legendary town meeting predated my tenure as town council, but from what I understand, it was one of the most contentious for Mike Sullivan. It was one of the most contentious discussions at town meeting when that came up, and probably is why the compromise wording was agreed to that if the dog was under the voice control, essentially, that was the equivalent, uh, and that's the problem. I mean, obviously, if the dog's on a leash of a, up to a maximum length, there's no question about it. Either the dog's on a leash or they're not. But once once you change that, and either that's not specified or you're allowed to go with voice command, mm -hmm. now you're in a very gray area. And incidentally, it's it's not unique to the dog stuff. Local, local fines 
although they provided for and were authorized, the enforcement <coughs> mechanism is non-existent. So you can write even you can write tickets, and even that, if they don't pay them voluntarily, you still have to initiate a district court action, and that's where the courts are overwhelmed and they just don't give it serious attention. So, Mark, when I went to our charter, the Medfield Town, and I went under animals, and I went under dog control, and there's all these dog licenses, impounding, release, disposition, violations, penalties, enforcements. What is this if it's if it's, it's a bylaw? Zero? So the bylaws exist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're not trying to create new bylaws. Well, if these bylaws. There was a suggestion. I saw there was a draft floating around to tighten up the language with respect to requiring dogs to be on a leash in a certain part area on the state hospital property. That was out there in draft. That was a possible solution, and I I reviewed that and gave my input. So that's, that's what's currently listed in the warrant now because we were just trying to address the issue at the state hospital, not taking right. the issue on town-wide. Okay. It was formatted in a way, so it's an amendment to Chapter 100, which is, by, these are bylaws. Yeah. Yeah. The charter's the very first part, then they're all bylaws. Not that there's a tremendous legal distinction anyway. Um, so Nick went in and, and took one of these sections and tweaked it, and we formatted it in a way that you could add additional properties if you wanted to. But it started with the core campus, I guess, at the state hospital as a proposal. And I guess there was the Warren Committee discussed it as well. Or not. Warren Committee has not discussed it yet. No, okay. No. So are we defining the core campus as the quad. So you can walk the outer bit, you can walk the loop, and you can walk behind the quad, and you're still, you're not, you're not, I don't know on if you find it, frankly. No, it, it, it's very vague. It just says within the campus of the Medfield State Hospital. That's so that gives you a basically huge Changed latitude. it. Yes. Originally, the draft that you reviewed said quad, but there was some discussion as to whether or not we wanted to include the water tower parcel after hearing the Rodestos at our last meeting. Mm -hmm. So I brought in the article to be within the campus because I'm trying to go to print, and then I figured you could narrow it down at town meeting if you liked. Mm -hmm. So that's why that's why it currently says the whole campus. Yeah, you oh, could right. you absolutely could have broader language in the warrant and narrow it down. Say that one more time, Mark. I'm sorry. You can have broader language in your warrant and then a, a motion that's narrower at town meeting. Which can't go the other way. So is that the reason that the, we don't specify a, a length to the leash like you're suggesting here? Because we, we'll add that later? No, we just left that up for you to have it as part of your discussion. Okay. Well, Mark yeah. just said we needed a length for the leash. No, he said it would make it easier. I, like most most towns, if you're going to have a leash law, they have six feet. Right? That that's the eight or eight uh, or eight. No, no, no longer than. Yeah. And it's again, it's because of those retractable things that'll go out to ten or twelve feet if you let them. I, I'm going to tell you, I I I I'm so anti the campus because there are areas where 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 a lot of the older people are walking is where it's paved. The campus where that dirt road is is not paved. You're coming up uh, from the Arboretum, and um, that is something I've. Some, the one thing I've talked to people about is dogs off leash are actually tend to be less aggressive than dogs on leash. Dogs leash to leash 
tend to want to, they're just more aggressive. They they have with a, other dogs. With other yeah, but not well, with other people. Well, but it does. If you've if you've uh, I'll, I'll pick out a breed. I'm not picking if anyone's watching. But like boxers, just naturally when they're puppies, they're going to jump. It doesn't mean I walk by you, they're not going to want to jump. I we're never going to. My opinion is we're never going to say it's never going to happen. I understand we're trying to reduce it to a certain extent, but but. 97% of the people are being penalized or they're just going to say, screw it. I'm going to ignore it because this is now just too broad. But if you want to keep the pavement and start like that, that let's be a lot more self-conscious of, especially because that's where Cam's going to have a lot of their activities is right in the quad. So you're going to be pushing people out. If you, if you want people to not bother with the quad when an event's going on, then let's get them to the other ed outer edges. But I, I just... As a dog owner, I'm, I don't know if you guys have dogs, so like I'm up there a lot. I watch what goes on. I I, I want to make sure that we're representing 97% of the people and not worrying about the three. Well, let me let me challenge that. Okay. Because if that 70-year-old woman had been pushed down onto the concrete and had cracked her head open and had a brain bleed and was in rehab for several number of months or did never come out of rehab, would you still be for the 97%? It's accidents are going to happen. You're trying to say we're going to prevent it. That, that, that someone's still going to have a dog potentially off leash up there. Like we're, we're, it is not going to be so militant that that every dog is going to be in a leash. I just know it's not going to happen. It, it could be. We could just say no dogs in the state on the state hospital. And people are still going to. I hate to say. Well, no. That. Then then we then there's no question about is your dog under control or is your dog on a leash or is it a ten foot leash? It's just if you're there and you've got a dog. I'm not really advocating for I know, this. I know, I know, you know. I know. But my point is, much of what you're calling for is the conversations that we've been having for like four years. And, I, and I've been the one, I've been one of the ones who wants to keep the lightest rain possible on this. Yes, I have a dog. We don't, we go up there occasionally, but we, we do other stuff. But my inclination is not to control that. But when this, the one that got me, besides the girl at Dover Sherborne, who had a major disruption in life through a dis irresponsible dog owner, was this lady that sent us the email that said, you know, I, I walk up here with four women and yesterday or Tuesday or whatever, Thursday morning, we were out walking and my 70-year-old companion got jumped down from behind, knocked to the ground. And I'm sitting there, so I've had a mother-in-law who tripped over our dog's bowl in the kitchen and she fell over and cracked her head and she was in rehab for months. Mm -hmm. But not months, weeks, because and she had a brain bleed. Yep. And so this is not like small stuff. This oh, is no, important no. stuff. So and so the issue is, it's not, it, having the conversation you're talking about, I agree, is what you need. The only problem is that is the equivalent of, of pedaling a bike continuously uphill. Because we've had these conversations. We, I mean, like I said, BizWiz, they've, they've had special things to clean things up. The, the, the trash pickup is a different issue. That's an operations issue. We can deal with that. Um, we've had a couple of just to, because we have had some conversations about this. The idea, I, I don't think that, well, 97% are good, so don't worry about 3%. I, I, I can't get there anymore. I, I think that's probably where it was. I can't get there anymore. Um, we can figure out something around harder enforcement and actually making it stick, but then that probably involves some sort of a commitment of the animal control officer or an augmented animal control officer where it, it's kind of like putting radar traps on, on Farm Street. You know, nobody, nobody goes fast on Farm Street because Dover's 
traps are there like every other day. So there's ways you can yeah. set the tone, but it does take a commitment of manpower. Mm -hmm. The um, two other things that we've talked about, what, the thing we've tr started to do with this leash in the quad is you basically just put a certain amount of area, which is the area that is of greatest interest to people who like to just walk, put that thing off, off limits, and then you leave the rest open. And I thought that would have been good except for Bill's neighbor with the chickens until the folks from Longmeadow came and they were saying, you know, there's times I've had six dogs in my yard and I've been afraid to go in my own backyard and there's some owner, I can't even see him. And so it's like, I had no idea that we had that problem until a couple of weeks ago. So it's like, well, I don't even know if keeping the stuff to the built up area is gonna totally solve the problem, although it would be a step in the right direction. There's two other things we've talked about uh, we didn't do the second part just because it's logistically complex, which is to put in a mandatory, put in a big sign with a reporting board mm -hmm. that basically it's kind of like when you're in a car accident. If either owner wants to call the police to report the accident, the other to say, oh no, it's minor, don't do you'll be in trouble. I think it's possible that we could go down the, down the path of mandatory reporting. If, if in, in any incident, Either adult or either party in the incident wants it to be a recorded report. You're obligated to identify who you are, where you live, what your dog is, what you think happened. They'll say the same thing. And then the animal control officer can pick those reports out of a box. Most of them probably won't require serious action. But there are times when people have been up a big enough problem up there, they get a letter of disinvite that says, don't come back yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I think, Pete, you at times in these conversations been an advocate of is to basically well, have a registration. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you have that incident, Gus, I'm, I'm just afraid that, uh, like uh, Eileen was saying, that the people will just take off. And unless, you you know, you have their data from their registration, their parking permit, um, you don't know who they are. Um, so That's a little more like well, the Well, you Rocky have uh, surveillance cameras that catch that information. Yeah, we probably don't want to go that far because at some but point here we But that's the problem because if you some have, point we're not going to have the land, Unfortunately, right? with dogs, and I've been a dog person and I'm still associated, even though I don't have one, I, I know all that. This was actually drafted. The, the My thought process in drafting this was the old adage there aren't bad dogs, it's just bad dog owners. So this was drafted with a mind to making it very expensive that people are going to act irresponsible. We, we don't have that, although. What? We don't have that, right? Yes, this is this is uh, That's ours. Yeah, yeah. I have here. I have a copy right here. I so made copies uh, put out for tonight. Uh, so, but unfortunately, there is a small percentage of irresponsible dog owners, the ones that have given certain breeds bad names. For mm -hmm. instance. Mm -hmm. uh, some of these breeds are frankly very sweet. If you get and with any dog, they need to be properly trained from an early age. But some people just they don't want that responsibility, or it's macho not to do it or something. And that's where the problems come. I even talked to some people and said, you know, what if we did, you know, you, you go to swimming pools and they'll have senior swim, right? Is it 10 to 12? Is it 12 to 2? I mean, is there a way to just say the quad, there's no no dogs allowed for a certain period. And it's really easy to police because it says no dogs allowed from this period to this period. Now, I've, some people have said that's not a bad idea. Others, again, because no, you're not going to please everybody. Well, then, then you're telling somebody who likes to walk early in the morning the only time they're safe. Mm -hmm. So, again, you're never going to solve it. But is there a way to start getting the message out that we want to be more dog conscious and, and to listen to the citizens, they're saying, you know, you guys, you need to do something. I feel like we've been trying to do that, but I, Bill, Bill, if uh, you probably need a microphone, but why don't you go ahead and weigh in. 
I mean, is this an extra? This could be the most I controversial mean, thing I've said all week. <laughs> I mean, is this an extra? Or do you yes, yes. Thank you. All right, so this is the first time in 47 years that I haven't had a dog, all right? But Sorry. obviously, living next to the hospital, I mean, I've, I go up, I've been up there. I've seen what's going on. I stopped taking pictures of cars pulling up with professional signs on the side of the car. I mean, I could probably dig them out. Five, six, seven, eight dogs come out. Doggy dates, whatever, all these kinds of things and everything else. That's a big issue. We have residents and their friends walking, two people walking six dogs. Mm -hmm. That's one of the chicken incidents. Three dogs came over the wall. The other three stayed. When I chased them back, the owner denied, you know, that those were the three dogs. And uh, so the, the, the idea about having other walkers challenge people who are violating the rules and everything else, um, a few people tried that. And mostly women tried it, uh, not very successful with male dog walkers. Not male dogs, male people walking dogs. Uh, and in fact, the women were actually threatened, essentially to mind their own business and everything else and leave. And a few of the, few of the women, at least one of them was on a committee and dropped off the committee because of, of that kind of activity. So that doesn't work unless you're willing to fight. And I would suspect that most people think about their dogs the same way they think about their children. Don't, don't denigrate the children. Don't talk down. Don't, don't speak ill of them or, or, or discipline them or anything else, which is obviously a good thing, but the dogs are not necessarily trained. Jumping dogs, the simplest thing in the world to stop. Most people could stop their dog from jumping in, in about five minutes mm -hmm. if, if they took the time to do it. Um, the other thing I want to say is some of this property that abuts the hospital is ultimately going to be turned over to DCR. DCR has restrictions and requirements. Last time I checked, they were limited to three dogs per person. So the town ought to think about something along those lines as we get further down the road. Once they finish the cleanup at the hospital and, and the, the remaining pieces of property that have yet to be transferred, that property is going to go to DCR. Now, how much funding DCR has to police the number of dogs that walk is another issue. But I'm saying for consistency, you might just want to consider that. And I think that's probably pretty much all I want to say. Just some thoughts. You, yep. I, I've mentioned these things before. Again, at, I'm trying to be neutral. Mm -hmm. um, one of the great things about where where we live is that we used to have the hound dogs come, up, come over, the foxhounds come over the wall when the uh, hunt club had their, uh, mm -hmm. didn't mind that at all. I thought it was great. So right. They'll do that again soon. I think there's signs they just put up, the dates that they're going to be having the, uh, mm -hmm. the dogs come through. Mm -hmm. So my sense is that we, we need something uh, in, in the quad area where dogs really have to be on the leash all the time. You need to define the area pretty clearly so that if there is ever an enforcement action that, that it can stick. I think that there, you know, if people want to walk off leash up there, there's tons of room to walk off leash up there. And that, and that really we should just try to be pushing the people with with the off-leash walkers or the off, uh, out of the quad area. Mm -hmm. I mean, one option would be to have uh, do uh, dogs have to be on leash. Dogs can only be off-leash north 
of the quad. So basically, when you hit the north, once you get outside of the buildings. But in the Arboretum, they can't. Because I'll tell you, when I come in, I park down on Hospital Road. There's mm -hmm. a little white well, you almost have to, you, yeah. well, you wouldn't so, have to, you could be on leash. I know you don't want to be on a leash. But I'm telling you, there's no reason for him to be, on a, to be on a leash. When we get out, there's there's nobody living in those homes. There's But there's, there's walkers. Um, yes, there's a handful. Yeah. And and again, you, when you look at what's going on, I, you're you're asking good dog owners, which is said I said there's more good than there are bad mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. to do something that naturally there's no reason to. And I'm gonna tell you, having a dog off leash is good for the dog. But it, there's plenty of what Pete's saying, well, but there's all kinds of open space well, to do that. Uh, if you go to the back, but yeah. sometimes when it's muddy and gross, you don't want to do that. You want to well, you want to keep it on that gravel, and you can just turn around and come right back down. I could see opening up the green and opening up South of Hospital Road. People will, will do come up that way today. If they want to park uh, yeah. to the kind of left yeah. of the school buses, yeah. and they'll come across that field, and then they come up. And a lot of people do what I do because I don't want to walk through the quad off leash. I just go literally around the circumference of it mm -hmm. where there is really no road. So again, people who are concerned about walking, it's not very level. So that's why the quad comes in handy. That is very smooth. Um, but I, 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 I'm curious if we had a bunch of walkers that didn't like dogs or didn't appreciate dogs, I'd be curious to hear what they would say we should do. And that's why I think Saturday, to me, I want to go into this and get as much feedback from a variety of people. Because I think Saturday at the Belfort event, I think it's gonna be a lot of little kids, it's gonna be a lot of young families, mm -hmm. and 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 I want to hear from them. Because again, it's, it, it, we're not just gonna solve this with one one simple, this, this is our rule going forward. People are gonna break those rules. How do we make it so that we well, can do it? Well, I mean, they, I mean, they are. I mean, it's just- it's, What that's saying is that the rule that we're trying to impose is one that we can't enforce. And so I think that's sort of a pointless rule. So either we're saying, well, there's just nothing you can do because there's a lot of good dog walkers, and if you try to restrict what they do, they're going to blow you off. And the people who don't want to walk, who who don't walk there because they just aren't comfortable with the experience they're having with dogs, find another place to walk. That's kind of what we're telling the people who are not walking at the state hospital right now what they can do, because you know there's nothing you do that violates the laws and we're not prepared to enforce any rules for anybody else that might make it easier for you to walk there i think i wish jenny was here because i really like to hear from a dog officer because mm -hmm. i'm sure she sees she could walk up and immediately see the dogs that are going to wreak havoc which those are the owners that need to be called out mm -hmm. and the other dogs that are literally like the dog that walks holding his own leash just cruising right along mm -hmm. like like let let that that person move right along they're not going to be wreaking havoc well the that would then say Jenny has to be full-time at the state hospital judging dogs by sight. That's, I mean, we need something that's practical. Well, but if we, help me, Gus, if we say we're going to put a law, a rule in that we're going to find, and she's not there all the time, who's going to enforce it? Right. So what's what's the conclusion well, of that point? Well, that's what I'm trying to get at is I think if we start off with the people using the state hospital now more than ever before because of COVID, that was actually mm -hmm. not such a crazy place pre-COVID, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people found that it's a place to go, very open, mm -hmm. lots of trails. So we have more people, in my opinion, and I'd love to hear from others, that there is a lot more uh, foot traffic from other communities. Mm -hmm. Let's, as I, as I said in my opening remarks, can we at least start to, to have that dialogue and have that conversation, let people know where we're going? And I don't know, I'm now I'll throw a curveball out there. We, we have a town meeting coming up May 2nd. We also have a special town meeting coming up, conveniently about the state hospital. Uh, Late June. Mm -hmm. 
would we would we want to consider having a warrant article at that meeting when we're talking about the land and who's using it today? And and that gives us a little bit more wiggle room to then come back with something. We've had a chance to talk to the community. Mm -hmm. We've we've seen an event that they're holding up on Saturday. Uh, you know, are people listening when people say, hey, you know what? I got a little kid over here. Could you put your dog on a leash? They're not going to listen. We're seeing that firsthand now, 2022. Well, it's, Pete, what are your re reactions timing-wise between a May town meeting and a June town meeting? Well, I guess I've, I've always hoped that we could have a, 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 a dog leash law that that actually is enforceable. I think the per I think it's problematic to have one that says that dogs have to be under voice control because that's clearly you can't enforce a leash law then. So uh, I think that we probably should have a leash law. I think that if you're gonna, I think that we've got a problem at the state hospital with the dogs and especially in the, in the and so I think we need to do something. I, I didn't realize that this was the, gonna be the focus of the discussion here tonight. So I, my, my idea would be to somehow require that people have dogs on leashes inside a clearly defined area at the hospital. And the, if you want to be off-leash, off you know, there's tons of woods up there and fields and go into the fields and woods. As a single female, I'm not going through the woods at 4.35 in the afternoon. I, I would like to walk very comfortably on the paths. And I'm representing a dog owner that, that goes up there all the time. That, that me as a single female with a little dog that the best he's going to do is hurt somebody wagging his tail not going deep into the woods. I am definitely going around the circumference, which I do just about every night. So that's probably a discussion to be had, you know, what, where's the line, but you know, have some yeah. sort of clear demarcation so that you have something that you can do something with if you need to. I will say the way I've looked at this is we've talked <coughs> about rules and the ability or inability to enforce rules. So there's one set of actions that are in the direction of enforcement rules and, you know, mandatory coercion. Mm -hmm. The registration, the mandatory reporting is actually not first and foremost intended to like cost people money or cause people to do reports. It's the issue if you build in mandatory reporting or if you build in registration where we know who you are, what you're doing is you're increasing the sense of accountability that people have that says, well, wait a minute, you know, when I drive my car and I have a license plate on it, I can't just blow through the red light because somebody will see the license plate and I'll get in trouble. If I don't have a license plate on, well, all you know is it's a late model vehicle. Mm -hmm. So to be honest, in my thinking about this, because of the things we've talked about with enforcement, where my head has tried to go is, are there things we can do that give people a greater sense of accountability? Yeah. And that tends to be, in my mind, the registration approach or the, or the reporting systems it's not because we're going to get God's reports is that suddenly people realize, wait a minute, if somebody requires me, you know, I can have an accidental encounter with somebody because my dog got overexcited and jumped up on them and knocked them down. But if they tell me they want me to report it, I either have to report it or they're going to provide information. And if it, and bottom line is if someone asks you to report something and you fail to, and you try to get away, we hunt you down. You, you you get a letter disinvite you you mess that up once you're gone. Well, I'll give you even uh, on that even better is and I was asking this the other night too. I think every town has a dog license requirement, correct? So you have to. So we get that dog license number. We now know for certain at least that dog has the rabies certificate. 
as long, as long as you as long as you get the license. No well, problem. and that's something that maybe we need yeah. to start collecting. That if yeah. people want to come up there, even if it's just a sticker, yeah, no a fee. But is the there is there a way to make sure we're getting the dog license? Because then people mm -hmm. realize we're serious. That you, if you don't have a dog license, if your dog doesn't mm -hmm. have that tag, then unfortunately you're not welcome. I think right. one of the issues you're going to run into, and, and we talked about this last time with the chief, is that you're approaching people checking if they have that tag. So you're saying to somebody, because we're not going to license people from out of town. We're not going to license their dogs from out of town. So you're walking up to somebody saying, you don't look like you live in Medfield. Can I see your dog? No, no. But I think every town makes it. I was reading it on the state website. I think every town requires, right. if you own a dog, you have to have a dog license. Every town requires that you prove that your dog has rabies certificate. So I, like I said, I bumped into great ladies from Holliston, Rentham, Westwood, Walpole. So you're fine with out-of-town people. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, That's what I thought. The last thing I do is tell people you're not welcome to Medfield. Holy smokes. Okay. I mean, come on. Just checking. <laughs> it's first night. Just checking. <laughs> well, I, want, I, I think I've voiced a little bit of my opinion tonight. Well, uh, I so, think... So one, one thing that occurs to me is if, if you want a way to identify uh, the dogs, um, a fairly inexpensive way might be an RFID tag. Um, those are the, 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 if you have a reader, then it gives you the information off the tag. And so that, uh, we're not going to staff the hospital 24 seven to do this. No, you don't, you don't, you'd have, you'd have some sort of, so you're back to the enforcement issue again. Well, and, and if Trinity goes the right direction, this will be a smaller problem, a bigger problem. Uh, maybe or maybe not. They're not, they're not buying all the property. So sure. they still have, uh, stuff but it, for sure. I think right on the campus it will. What, what I've got, I think we've. Probably beaten this conversation to death for Absolutely. tonight. Absolutely. Um, well, um, we do need an answer for the warrant. Well, no, to so go I'm going to okay. suggest a couple of things. Number one, my the couple of things. First off, we're saying okay, we ought to actively go out and hear what people have to say, and that's fine. Uh, and for those people listening now, and some of the people that have reached out before, I guess we should also ask them to weigh in on this issue. Yep. My s sense would be. What I heard here is that all the enforcement actions are sort of like barking at the moon, no pun intended, um, and that it might be better for us, if we're going to try something new to see if something else will work, that something new might be that registration process. Maybe I'm, I'm just saying what I think mm -hmm. uh, I hear. Uh, it could be the mandatory reporting, but there's some mechanics there. So from the standpoint of the warrant, I'm okay if we take this off the annual town meeting warrant article with the understanding that we might add it as a warrant article for the special town meeting in June. So just to keep this bounded Perfect. going into the summer, does that can sound we, reasonable? That would get it you does. A big can I bring turnout. up one point though? Mm -hmm. I think we're going to have an extended town meeting talking about the project with Trinity. I think having a dog discussion could be equal in length if the prior debate holds. So just timing wise, mm -hmm. just keep that in mind. If you had two articles, that would be pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, right. I, I'm I, just, I understand. You've already, you've already talked about it for an hour tonight, yeah. just the three of you. Right. school for a bylaw on the books that never gets enforced either. Or, yeah, so, so what I'm getting at is, so let's stop wasting our time talking about ever more menacing sounding rules that we either have no intention of enforcing or no commitment to doing what it takes to enforce or no ability to enforce. Let's just recognize that's a direction that we've been talking about forever and it doesn't, it's not, you know, once we get somebody who dies from this, we'll, be, we'll have a will. We don't have that yet. 
so let's just recognize that's not the direction and what we need to do is look for options that give people a greater sense of personal accountability mm -hmm. and try that and see if we can make progress. Okay, so we'll withdraw this for- Withdraw it for now and with the expectation certainly that we will come back in based on feedback with uh, something or else an admission of defeat that we just can't do anything and people in town have to deal with dogs that are allowed to do what they want because that's more important than letting people There's do what they want. There's all kinds of consequences. It's just a matter of being able to identify. Right. If somebody totally irresponsible that takes off, then it's, it's only the limits of police ability to uh, yeah. identify them. And, and frankly, today with social media, with everybody with a camera and everything else, and they see an incident, the likelihood is that, you know, you, you probably get them identified. And incidentally, that one example that I gave of the lady who got knocked down, mm -hmm. the owner said, this is not typical of my dog. The owner followed up with the lady to make sure. So it was not, it was not a hit and run it, or push and run. Legally, it was, there's strict liability. The, the right. old adage is that you get one dog gets one bite. That's not even legally true. Mm -hmm. As Pete would know, doing personal injury work, uh, the only other thing is, although there's all this legal liability, we have these options if injury or death occurs. When you take them to court, most people have, uh, a lot of people have dogs, and they don't understand that their homeowner's insurance covers this. So they see somebody out there and they say, there but the grace of God go I with my dog. And so they're very difficult cases to handle from a plaintiff lawyer standpoint. Gus, I'll take responsibility right. and I will okay. communicate. Well, yeah, so. we can all try to do that. Okay. And I think that uh, to the extent any of us have heard from people here in town with opinions, we probably should reach out and get that refreshed. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Fair It'll be the responsible thing to do. Thank all you. All right. Okay. What else do you want to talk about, Christine? So I would like to, uh, to ask you to vote uh, to sign and post the 2022 annual town meeting warrant. We are still waiting for one article, which I believe should be finalized tomorrow night and that's the new school building committee bylaw. So once we have that in um, and incorporated in, I'll call each of you in to come in to sign the warrant. But I'd like to get that posted sooner rather than later. Uh, so. Did you want this voted tonight then? I would like to vote it tonight and then I'll have you come in as soon yeah. as it's finalized. Okay. Works okay for me. I move to vote to sign and post the 2022 annual town meeting warrant. Second. All those in favor? Yes. Aye. Yes. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Done. Thank you. Uh, next item on the agenda is a vote to appoint Michael Marcucci to the Affordable Housing Trust. Michael step, Mike stepped down as the Board of Selectmen representative to the Affordable Housing Trust, but has been functioning as the chair up until he stopped being on the, on the BOS. Uh, and has indicated that he would like to still continue to serve. I think I think the thought was he still continues to serve as a chair. Correct. He's back on there, so he's he's got the experience. I had a question. Uh, we we have a policy in terms of uh, advertising open positions. Have we done that? Yes. Okay. Motion. Second. I, I didn't move yet. Oh, I sorry. Was looking for <laughs> I'm actually gonna uh, Gus. I'm gonna re recuse myself from this. Okay. Uh, motion. Second. No. Yeah, motion. 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 Sorry. Okay. And I will second the uh, motion to appoint Michael Marcucci to the Affordable Housing Trust. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. And Pete, has recused. you recused yourself? I okay. did. As opposed, okay. Uh, so approved two to nothing. And 
I think that's probably the right thing I've done, Pete, now that I'm, my brain is catching up with the conversation. Um, next item is a vote to appoint a member of the Board of Selectmen to serve on the Affordable Housing Trust. And this is probably open for a discussion, but I think my thought would be Eileen would be a good choice. And you, I thought that too. <laughs> this is democracy in action, everyone. This is how things get done. So uh, I, uh, I guess, unless you're not bashful about I'm not opposed. To... I would ha be happy to join. Oh, excellent. Sure. I, I vote okay. to appoint Eileen Murphy to the uh, serve on the Affordable Housing Trust. Are you willing to shamelessly second? Do I second myself yes, on yes, that? Yes. Okay, all those in favor? Yes. Aye. All right. <coughs> Uh, okay, next is to approve uh, one-day beer and wine licenses for the Council on Aging for the following events, Thursday, April 7th, for the rescheduled women's painting event from 6 to 8.30 p.m. on April 7th. Now, I would point out that when this came before, the fact that this was a beer and wine for a women's painting event really caught my attention as saying, this is probably a fun event. I assume they had to get a bigger venue, which is why they had to reschedule it. Uh, and the second item is on Wednesday, April 27th for volunteer appreciation event, 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. So moved. Second. All those in favor? Yes. Aye. Okay. Approved. Next item is vote to distribute $3,000 from the Town of Medfield Economic Vitality Fund. Uh, Eileen, for your benefit, there's a fund <laughs> that has around $15,000 in it, which is sort of under the control, it is under the control, under the control of the Board of Selectmen. It's, it's intended to be used in any ways that will contribute to economic vitality. Um, the Garden Club has taken care of all our islands for a number of years, and it was maybe three or four years ago, after something like 20 years of having completely done it at their own expense, they were saying that the cost of, they weren't, I think part of it was the fundraising of the wreath wasn't, right. sale wasn't quite doing what it used to do, and I'm guessing that some of the cost of things cost money. They actually re, they, they redesigned the islands to put in plants that were less dependent on water, so they were a little more robust. Uh, and they came to us and asked for $3,000 to help defray the cost. And so again, they're asking for it this year, just so you know the background. Uh, vote to distribute 3,000 from the Town of Medfield Economic Vitality Fund to the Medfield Garden Club to augment the cost of renovations and maintenance of its 21 municipal beautification sites. So moved. Second. All those in favor? Yes. yes. Approved. I guess I should keep asking opposed just to cover the ground. Um, <laughs> vote and uh, so vote and this again, Pete, you'll have to recuse yourself. Vote to appoint Mead Tallerman Costa as special counsel on matters relating to defense of an appeal of a certain cert chapter 40B decision issued by the Zoning Board of Appeals for a certain property located off of Ice House Road and such other tasks as may be directed by the client. And I recuse myself from this. Uh, I move to. Okay, I second. All those in favor? Yes. Aye. Okay, so that's approved two to nothing. One recusal. Uh, and then, <laughs> never seen a list of this many Beer and wine, oh, well, no, all alcohol. alcohol, all alcohol requests. We rarely is get that, all alcohol requests. Is that legal to have that many I dates? I think it is when it's a cultural <laughs> You can have a maximum arts. of 30. 
When it has to do with cultural and arts and medfield, we do not only deal with craft beer and wine, we actually go for all alcohol. So we have received- Nonprofits can, are eligible. Nonprofits, you don't have to actually be culturally advanced, just nonprofits. Right. In this case, it is culturally advanced, yes. I might like to ask a question about the fire. Oh, please do, yes. Um, where Scott recused himself. Um, I'm wondering why he's allowed to continue to sit in the meeting since it's, uh, and just in my opinion, um, he sat in through all of the meetings and the lawsuit has been filed against the town. He's an elected official by the people and he's suing the people. Um, and he has voted contrary on another property where I think there's only eight feet and a building went up. So I think there's a true conflict of interest. He sits in the senior center, but now it's, you know, the old people can't be near me. Um, so I, I personally have an objection that he's allowed to sit through all of this. So I would ask the town council to just give some context for this, if you are in a position to do so. Uh, all I'm gonna say is that these decisions are personal with whoever the person is that's, that's involved. There's no mechanism for the other board members to impose their will. Uh, it's a personal decision on his part uh, what to participate in, what not to participate in. Uh, and so it is what it is. The boards met uh, in executive session without him to discuss the town's position. That was earlier tonight. This is a premeditated action, and I, I can't tell you how upset I am about this. I feel like my trust in an elected official is just completely gone right out the window. There, may be, there are legal mechanisms, but the board's ability to uh, take action against one of its members is not one of those. So uh, I'm sorry to hear your remarks. I'm sorry to hear your feelings. Um, as as a, uh, a select board member, I don't give up my rights as being a resident of the town and, and reacting as a person in the town to something that's going on, and that's what I did. Um, and I understand that you disagree with that, and I'm, I respect that you have a different opinion. But I, I won't participate in anything at a select board level that relates to that. Good for now. Okay. okay. On to something that's more enjoyable. Uh, so what we have is a vote to approve. Yeah, it's, uh, Sorry, I have one change to request, which is to scratch the first date of April 23rd. Okay. That will be disappointing. <laughs> so uh, at any rate, uh, let me get the right wording here for these dates. So the request is that we approve one day all alcohol licenses for the Cultural Alliance of Medfield at Medfield State Hospital for the following dates. And I think this is pretty much covering all weekends, but I'll, I'll call them all out. Uh, April 30th with a rain date of May 1st, 
I'm not going to read all the rain dates. The rain date will be the day after the date that I call. So uh, May 7th, May 14th, May 21st, May 28th, and we're skipping a week, June 11th, June 18th, June 25th, skipping another week, July 9th, July 16th, July 23rd, July 30th, August 6th, August 13th, August 20th, August 27th, September 3rd, September 10th, September 17th, skipping Medfield Day. Really? Okay, October 1st, October 8th, October 15th, and October 22nd. So, so moved. With, oh, an, with an approved know. rain date of the following date in with each the, case. With the approved rain dates being the date follow, the day following that, which I'm guessing we're talking about Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. Any questions or comments? Well, I, yeah. I am kind of curious. So where will the alcohol be served? In and around the chapel area or where? On our on the lease property. Uh, but the buildings will be closed, but it'll be outside or? Correct. Okay. And what are the hours? Um, we have put hours at Potentially, potentially start at 10 a.m., but they'll be done an hour before sunset. And who's going to be serving? They'll be hiring Matthew. Okay. Okay. Pete, any questions? No. And Gene, this is this isn't like Gene's bar outside of the chapel. <laughs> I assume is this what associated with events? How? What's the context for this? So these so these are in conjunction with performances. Exactly. So so ba basically, at least your plan right now is to have weekly performances up at the chapel. Uh, That's right. But that great. would also include like the new life 5K road race. We're going to have music. Okay. After the road race, one of these weekends is the Gazebo Players from the Library of Shakespeare. One of them is a comedy. Shakespeare's always mm -hmm. Okay. Um, one of the questions I had had for us to collectively think about is that having this event up, I don't know whether there'd be any other organizations throughout the entire summer that would like to run events where they would ask for their own beer and alcohol or beer and wine licenses. You're going to be doing this right on the leased chapel property. There's nothing that you have planned that would preclude another event being sponsored by another organization that would do that that you can foresee. Is there anything that we can foresee that would cause that to be problematic? Car show. The car show is not indicated if they're looking for uh, beer and wine dishes. And hopefully we won't be on the same day. Okay. Uh, and then I have one very minor, <laughs> minor point about something that we have had as a rule uh, prudish as some people may think it, it might be. We have occasional road races. Uh, and when these have come up initially, I think it was Zealous Brewing and they wanted to do things. We basically have used like a noontime drinking start. Um, and, and the real distinction here would be events where it's likely that kids mm -hmm. will be participating Probably an all-adult event wouldn't be quite the same thing. Uh, so I would raise a concern around the timing, especially for things like maybe the New Life 5K, which I assume is open for children. And the whole point is having kids go out first thing in the morning to go run a 5K race and then 
get to the finish line and watch all their parents and other adults, you know, starting starting to drink at 10 in the morning is probably not the the model that we want to we want to be highlighting there. So I, I have a concern about those kinds of events, certainly starting before noon. I'm, I'm not sure, at least in the past, my fellow colleagues have felt that same way. Yes. That makes sense to me, I know, Gus. So I just want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. So if there is a, something like the 5K, would you be asking for events like that to push it to noontime? But, but yeah, that's what I'm really saying. Yeah, I'm basically saying any events that include children. So I mean, it could be a it could be a performance of Hansel and Gretel that you know starts at ten in the morning, but their parents can get a glass of wine. It just doesn't seem that, yeah. see what I'm saying. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's all alcohol. So there's a there's a broader you know Bloody Marys. <laughs> kind of, so is that that would be my one. Do eleven. Ask hmm. We do eleven. Noon. <laughs> so I, for, for anything that has, I mean, I'm not even saying for everything. I'm saying for things that involve children, that, that would be the, the role. Okay. We, well, we've done that. We've had we that. We have a 5K and we have another day that's specifically kids, okay. which is May 14th. And May when are you going to start serving them? What, so you're going to have alcohol at a kids event? Well, we want to we want to be able to have the setup and everything start at ten. So, if you want to have it that you can't actually say buy a drink until noon. Right. Yeah, I mean I, the fact that it's physically present and not selling anything is not allowed. It's the sales don't start till noon. For the kids' events. For the kids' events. Okay. Okay. All right. That's the right signal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Move the motion. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I would move that we uh, do that as as uh, amended. Okay. Second. Okay. So as amended means for kids' events, it starts at noon, not at ten. Understood. Okay. All those in favor? Yes. yes. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Passed. Thank you. Okay. All right, hold on. Uh, let's see. Uh, any other citizens' comments? Anything? Nothing registered for this. Nothing evening. registered. Yes? Oh, oh, just waving goodbye. Okay. Um, let's see. On the consent agenda, we have three items. Sean McCarthy is requesting a change in date for his permit to hold a parade celebrating opening day for Medfield Youth Baseball and Softball from Sunday, May 8th at 3 p.m. to Saturday, May 7th at 3 p.m. I don't know, am I assuming ordinarily the selectmen, this is not just a matter of changing the parade date, but also the date that we should be prepared to walk a yes, couple miles? Yes, you've been, you've been okay. invited to participate. We have been invited. So yes. your vote here is not merely on the parade, but probably on your readiness to demonstrate uh, your willingness to walk in this parade. Can I walk my dog at the same time? Yeah, you can walk <laughs> on, a on a leash. On a leash. I will. I will. On a leash. <laughs> All right. Do I have a vote? Oh, that's the first one. The second one is the Medfield Lions request a beer and wine license for the Lions Spring Gala event fundraiser at the center on May 7th, 2022. Christine, was there a is that an evening thing or daytime thing? Do we know? 
Uh, I think it's an evening thing, but I don't have a time. We'll look it's that not, up for you. It's not conflicting with the youth baseball and softball parade. Going on I'm pretty sure it's an evening. Evening, okay. So we're assuming it's evening. And then the third item is Jen Wilson request permission to post signs. To adver this would be, I assume, in all the normal places. In all the normal places. To yep. advertise King Philip K-8 through football and cheer registration. I would move the consent agenda. Okay. Second. Second. Okay, all those in favor? Yes. Yes. All those opposed? Okay, that carries through. Um, meeting minutes. I have to admit the only one that I actually did get to was May 26th. So the only one I'm prepared to say is good is May 26th. Could we uh, just put them all off? Just put them all off. Go Please ahead. go defer them all. Okay. I read them, but I'm not going to, since I wasn't here, I just found them entertaining. Might as well bring myself up to speed. You know, there's nothing worse than a new <laughs> You're actually, you're actually <laughs> legally, you can vote them. Hmm? Legally, you can vote them if you wanted to. I'll, I'll but it brought me up to speed in a lot of issues, so. Okay, so they're all deferred for now. Brittany will be delighted. Um, <laughs> She's going to be very happy with all three of you. Town administrator update. Um, I just had one to make sure that you knew you were invited to uh, the softball and baseball parade and just welcome Eileen to the board. I know you've been around seeing all the department heads, so uh, great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be on board. Uh, and then uh, next meeting dates. Uh, so we, we actually have, are having a joint meeting on Thursday night with the school committee uh, as a, basically it's a listening session. Uh, it's a hybrid meeting. So if you can't make it in person to the public safety building, you can actually come in on Zoom. Uh, the intention of this particular meeting is that it be a listening session. Uh, that it be a forward-looking listening session. So we're not interested in post-adjudication of what we did in the fall. We are interested in hearing what people think the town should take going forward to improve the chances of us being able to put together a reconceived school project that stands a good chance of garnering the supermajority support of the town uh, that's going to be required to move ahead with the school project. So the point here is we're looking for forward-looking things. I, I, speaking a little bit on this, I met with Jess Riley this morning to go over this. The, the meeting, I guess she and I will sort of co-chair it, but uh, but that both committees will be there and everyone is going to be able to uh, participate. Uh, we both are in agreement. We're looking for it to be forward-looking. The way we've talked about it is we're going to be looking for guidance or points of consideration that people think the town should keep in mind. And we anticipate, when it doesn't have to be this way, but we anticipate some of those points will be around things that people think are important that should be incorporated into whatever the design or the concept for the school is. So it's not not exactly like a solution about how big do you want building rooms to be. It's got more to do with what the broad considerations need to be that people believe will be important to have a good school, uh, but also any considerations, guidelines, requests that people have for the process that the town follows to get to that good school. So it's kind of both substance around what would a good school look like here in town and process. Uh, we all know that in the, with the uh, town meeting, there's an article that would require at least one public hearing before locations on, on, on town buildings are, are established. 
assuming that passes at town meeting, you know, that's one that's going to be locked in there through an article, but this is not intended to restrict that. We recognize that the process that people went through last fall wound up pushing the town apart in a way that's not how this town normally operates. We've had some knockdown drag out arguments. We've had ruffled feathers, we've had, you know, hurt feelings and maybe even angry responses, but this time around we wound up with a more completely polarized town. And if we want to get to where we need to get, we need to basically start to bring that back together again. We have the time. Uh, we're not going to have a building committee until after the town meeting. Uh, there's you know some decisions that maybe can be made before that, but mostly as, as we move ahead in defining a project, that's not going to happen until after the town meeting. So we have some time to, to make some progress and at least setting up the ground for a more fertile result than what we had last time. So that's, uh, that's coming up. And then our next meeting is April 19th. Uh, we have a tentative third meeting for the month scheduled for April 26th. That's a placeholder. We'll have that meeting if it looks like we're going to need it in preparation for our annual town meeting on May 2nd. So we may be here three times this month or we may not. Depends on how efficient you are at the next meeting. Right. So that's your challenge. Right. Uh, with that, selectman reports. Eileen? You um, may not have known you had it to report, but every, every meeting we have a selectman report where you can tell us what you've been up to. Uh, well, as KT or Christine <laughs> uh, mentioned, I have been, I had a really great meeting with our police chief yesterday. Um, so impressed. I mean, the, the, she has the safety concern of this town at such a, su such a high concern and just such a, such a really nice woman. And I, I never had a chance to meet her before. And uh, first time I went to the booking room, well, time, last time I ever go to the booking room, um, but just, just, Really nice meeting there. I, um, as I said, I'm roaming around the state hospital a lot, meeting all sorts of different people. Because I, I so I will, I will say this, and I know I put this in the the patch. Um, I, I am a type of person. I did not like what happened this past fall, right? And I've been a resident for going on 23 years here. Um, I think it's so important that the town has a voice. I have no agenda. I am. I look out and I see people here. I'm your agenda. So if people have concern, I'm excited as a selectman that they can come and, and voice it to me. And then the three of us can talk and have healthy discussions. Um, utmost respect for the two of you. Um, but that's where this past week I've really tried to engage and let people know. I ran on a post. I, as people know early on, I wish people did run against me so people had a choice. But I am here. I am 100% committed. And I enjoy, as I move through, I, I want to get time with Mo and others. Uh, the, the fire chief, uh, we literally almost bumped into one another on, <laughs> on Tuesday, but I will get a chance with him. And I just want the citizens to know I'm 100% I'm accessible and I, I want to be their voice. So, thank you. Uh, the the uh, Medfield Foundation Legacy Fund had a meeting that I attended and then last night I did a, uh, what's, what Sarah has, what it's Sarah Raposa, the town planner, it's called Wayfinding. And we're trying to figure out, uh, it has to do with signs, color schemes, taglines. Uh, um, so last night we were coming up with, uh, with, with uh, taglines for the town, that sort of thing. So very interesting process. That's it. Okay. 
Uh, in that you brought up Sarah, I, I learned something about what's one of the thing, other things that Sarah does this morning when I was sitting down with Jess Rowley. I had no idea that on a weekly basis there's a group of people who go out on various town paths and trails. Uh, they're using GPS tracking. So apparently Sarah is in the process of capturing using GPS tracking where these trails are to where we will have an enhanced set of... Uh, I guess maps or one way or the other, we have better information for where people can go to take better advantage of our town's trails. And, uh, We've had quite a few adventures on some of them. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I have this vision of the day that we actually have a trail network in Medfield that somebody could walk, start off in one direction and do the full circle, probably multiple options on the full circle uh, to be able to go wherever you wanted to in Medfield. So but that's, anyway, that was something I hadn't, wasn't aware of until just this morning. Uh, so you may be doing more wayfinding in terms of trail signs and, and putting logs on tr trails. Than so so we haven't done it for, for a while, but uh, uh, I was informed at one point that we were going to, a select board, we would perambulate the town bounds. I thought that meant that we were going to walk the whole outside yeah. of the town. <laughs> That's what so I, I had actually to do got when driven I was to, to certain markers. <laughs> that was what I did. I did. That was one of the highlights of my year as the chair the last time was the opportunity and my duty to perambulate the town's boundaries. Oh, and, and you didn't and invite the rest of us, huh? Man. To contemplate what parts of Walpole or Millis we might like to annex. <laughs> but uh, we left them alone for now. But for now. It's just early thinking. Uh, the uh, other item that the item I have is tomorrow night, there is another uh, public information session. It's not exactly quite the same listening session probably as Thursday night will be. But as you know, the uh, State Hospital Development Committee is uh, moving ahead. We've, we've moved into the due diligence phase where Trinity is conducting due diligence on the State Hospital property. Due diligence is not just Trinity though. Both we and, do, and Trinity have work to do along the way in anticipation of getting to a final agreement for what the development, uh, what what the development agreement will be uh, for Trinity, it'll, it'll be captured in a land disposition agreement, which is to be finalized before the June currently contemplated June twenty first meeting, uh, special town meeting, where the the town will be asked to authorize the disposition of the state hospital property so that Trinity can carry out its development efforts. So for those of you who've spent any time looking at what Trinity has proposed, you at the very least should appreciate that it's a pretty complex, uh, big deal project. It's gonna, it's gonna have, if, if we move ahead with it, if it gets approval, uh, this is gonna have a major impact on the town. Uh, we thought it was a good proposal, so I think it's gonna have a major beneficial impact on the town. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the town needs to decide that they're comfortable with it and they're ready to move ahead. So if you have questions, I think in the, this will not be the final information session that the development committee will offer. At this stage, I would anticipate that tomorrow night's discussion is going to be around a lot what the, how the process works, because we don't have the final details of the LDA from Trinity yet. Uh, but the information sessions that come in closer to the time that we have a special town meeting will be the time that people can ask detailed questions, I think, about what the final LDA says and what the final proposal is. So 
Uh, and again, uh, that's both, that's a hybrid meeting too. So if you can't make it to the high school uh, library is where that one will be held. We'll be happy to see as many people there as possible. And I think that's it. I don't think I, I got anything else, right? Nothing else comes to mind. Okay. Uh, with that, I think, does anybody have any other topics? No. Move to adjourn. I just want to make the observation. It's only 830. 833. <laughs> this isn't going to happen on a routine basis, I can guarantee you. It doesn't even feel right to me that it's not 9 o'clock before we start thinking about these things. We're but, trying to break her in slow on the first agenda. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking, oh, I will say one thing. The uh, Thursday night session, I did hear from Jess, and I, I agreed with her. That we're targeting a 7 to 9 time window for that meeting. So for any of you that are wondering... Uh, that we probably will cut it off at nine and then figure out the smartest thing to do. There'll be some opportunities to provide feedback beyond that meeting, maybe offline or, you know, through online, I should say, rather than in person. So uh, that's the planned time frame for Thursday night's meeting. Nothing? All right. We have a motion. Motion to adjourn? Did. Second. All those in favor? Aye, aye. aye. And so ends Eileen Murphy's first official <laughs> Board of Selectmen meeting. All right. Very good. We'll see you. Remember, you did start at six. You did start, you at, did six. start at six. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So